What's up, Napkin Game Plan fam? The time has come where I am going to introduce to you the bros that create my clothes. Kind of rhymes. The Saint Symphony. So I got connected with the Saint Symphony back in 2012. They started making custom clothes for my personal brand and for, for Disrupt Media in 2016. Um, and a, another great just come up story, uh, mindset focused, and, and two brothers that are, that are creating a niche of clothing that doesn't exist anywhere else. And uh, like I'm super fans uh, of them, and I'm a super fan of them. So I'm excited for you to get introduced to uh, Troy and Scott from the Saint Symphony. All right, so I've got uh, Scott Thompson and Troy Thompson, brothers of the Saint Symphony. Yo yo. So uh, the Saint Symphony has been a uh, important brand just for me personally. So uh, I was first introduced to Saint Symphony in 2012. Developed a friendship through email uh, with these boys. So. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves and tell us a fact about yourself. Um, my name is Scott Thompson, co-owner of the Saint Symphony. And a fun fact about me, um, I like to skinny dip um, late at night. <laughs> Troy? <laughs> That's a tough act to follow. Um, my name is Troy Thompson. I'm the other owner, Scott's brother. And a fun fact about me... I really like jewelry. Nice. I'm, I'm just—I don't know. I'm always, I'm always thinking of the next jewelry piece. I, I can should, relate. Shouldn't shouldn't buy. <laughs> I can relate. I like it. So, uh, origin story. How did the Saint Symphony evolve and become what it is? Ah, uh, all right. Well, um, I'll, I'll take it back to the beginning. Me and my brother Scott, we we grew up in a pretty much a screen printing shop. My mom had a, a children's clothing business and they used to do, um, they used actually had an NFL license. So they did like kids clothes for the NFL nice. and like the local, the San Diego zoo, my mom would design. She was very artistic. And um, we spent a lot of time at the office. So we kind of picked up on how to draw our own designs, put them onto a film, burn them onto a screen. And we were literally printing our own designs when we were, I don't know. I was probably five, and my brother was probably seven years old. No, dead serious. Like, it was. It was okay. Maybe maybe a couple extra years. But uh, I, we were we were we were quick learners. Um, so that's how we learned kind of the trade of screen printing. And uh, time went on where we weren't you know spending as much time at the shop. We were in school and stuff and doing all that. And then we were both uh, personal training. I would say our very early 20s and we just kind of like he was saying earlier we um we kind of came across affliction and were inspired by it and people guys were spending 60 70 dollars on a t-shirt before the guys wouldn't spend a lot of money mm -hmm. you know so we saw kind of a an opportunity in that kind of higher end market and i'll let scott the attractive brother. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm actually the ugly one. But um, yeah, we we saw an opportunity to make some cool cool shirts. We were young. We were 20 years old, and we started to go to the clubs ourselves. We were both single. 
you know, started spending more money on fashion and it became kind of a interest of ours and having a background of screen printing when we were younger and growing up around it, we decided, hey, let's start a clothing company. So, you know, probably back in back in 2005 or 2006, we started developing. We took over a rental space, put some equipment in there. We got off Craigslist, you know, nice. just with a dream, you know, just, just two dreamers who, honestly, I'll be straight up, and I, I really didn't know if it was going to happen. I didn't even care. It was just about we, we were personal trainers, and on the side we were doing something artistic and fun. And, you know, while our friends were out partying and we were, you know, and going to the clubs and doing that, we spent a lot of time, spent a lot of time, learning, relearning how to screen print from our childhood, you know, burning screens. I mean, it's just like a photography and it's an artistic process, yeah. but, uh, you know, we, we, we were relearning. So we spent a lot of hours, man. We would work all day. You know, Troy would wake up at 4 a.m., train clients. You know, I, I had a split shift, so I would work in the mornings and at night, but any spare moment we would have away from our regular jobs, we'd be doing, you know, hustling. I, I mean, honestly, I wasn't even the most talented artist, but I had that exact light table that's right over there. And, uh, you know, because the light table, you could sketch. I would, you know, I'd print up ideas, pictures off the Internet. And I'd, I'd trace over them and I'd just try to hone my own personal skills on drawing and come up with a couple, a couple cool designs. So, you know, flash forward to 2008, we came up with 13 designs, uh, which was with our first collection. And Troy actually reached out to Macy's and he said, hey, Marcus. Yeah, Neiman Marcus. And he's like, hey, we want to be in Neiman Marcus. We honestly had no idea of any way to get into any stores. And uh, the buyer from Neiman Marcus said, are you guys going to the, the magic show? And uh, we're like, no, we're not going to the magic show. We got 13 designs, though. We right. don't have any website. We're, you know, we got some cool stuff. And so the lady pretty much told Troy, hey, well, if you're not going to the magic show, we don't even don't even waste my time. Like this is like stage one for anybody starting a clothing company or or trying to sell clothing. You know, so she pretty much saw that, yo, you guys are small time. If you guys are anywhere, you better be at the magic show and we can maybe meet there. So me and Troy said, F it. Um, let's max out our credit and the extra credit that we had as, uh, Troy was, I mean, I was probably 24 and he was 22. So we, we blew all of our money <laughs> on big gamble. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we just put it all on the line and we put our credit cards. Actually, Troy had it all on his card because I didn't even have any credit at that, at that time. So he put like 6,500 maxed out a credit card and, and we, uh, we went to the magic show, had no idea what to expect. We just brought the 13 shirts. We're like, forget it if 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 it's gonna work out it's gonna work if it doesn't you know we 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 this is the beginning we just this is it was a journey it was the beginning so um we went to the magic show and we met uh uh some dudes from japan and like i was telling you earlier these are the guys that became our first real sale and our mm -hmm. distrib distributor in japan and you know we we went back and forth emailing these guys after the trade show eventually landing a $100,000 exclusive distri distribution deal and they wired us 100 G's uh <laughs> where we had zero, you know, zero dollars in our bank account. Yeah. Back and against the wall. So that gave us the ability to uh quit our jobs and focus on the Saint Symphony. Pretty much they were waiting on our second collection to drop before they released the funds to see if hey, if these guys they really got up. any talent. Yeah. 
and our second collection was a hit with them and so that's when we signed the deal and and uh started working with these guys and we quit our jobs and it began the journey of the saint symphony which That's was amazing. about 10 years ago. So, yeah, man, it's, it's been a wild ride, you That's know. super awesome. It's, it's, and it's been cool for me to watch from afar as just a customer to see the evolution of the product and things. Like, yeah. do you, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I want to ask, like, you got to reinvent yourself every six months with a new collection. How do you, how do you stay fresh and current and up with trends when it would be really easy just to get kind of burnt out of doing the same thing yeah. over and over. Well, well, well most most companies, um, you know, it fashion is a different type of business. The difficult thing about fashion, it's not like In-N-Out Burger that you make the perfect burger and you just keep looping that beautiful every single day. It's a juicy, delicious <laughs> burger that you just serve up and people are smiling and you're making everybody happy and you do that for eternity and you make tons of money and... Fashion is a different beast because it's a constantly moving, changing shape. Uh, you know, it's it's changing with the times. You know, uh, one second you might have a good idea. Well, six months from there, it might be a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, the world is a crazy place where, you know, with fashion, right now is the moment to make a design. If people are, are feeling it, then, then it, it works. If they're not feeling it, then it doesn't work. It's just, it's a, at the very moment we're living in this moment and you're making clothing for people to wear right now. And not like people are going out buying stuff for next year, you know? Um, you know, so the, to, to the question, you know, how do I stay, how do, how do we stay up on the trends is we're, you know, fashion to me is a community of artists, even though we're all, even though we're all on different sides and we're all kind of opponents in the game, uh, it, we're all adding to it collectively because the world is wearing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where trends emerge when multiple people have a good idea and they're all working kind of with the same flavors of, you know, of the times where we're, we're, we're working with inspiring by the times, the music that's going on right now, the movies that are going on, you know, things that are happening in politics and even in in the world are influencing the way people think mm-hmm. when wars are happening people are usually thinking about p- peace and and that's on their brains so it's like in these times that we live in um fashion people wear the clothing that almost is a voice for them you know yeah. the statements that are on a t-shirt are usually the the reflection of their personal views you know so for me i just try to stay in tune with the times you know and it's like you know, every single season, there's a different, there's different things going on mm-hmm. in the world. And, you know, when you're selling on a global platform, you're selling to everybody on the planet. How can the people in J- Japan, you know, what can I do to relate to them and hit them to where they want to wear a particular T-shirt or jeans, something that they say, ooh, I love it, you know? Right. So um, it's not easy to stay on it, <laughs> but I just try to stay in tune with the other artists that inspire me. And I feel like in businesses, you, you know, there's a we're, we're part of tribes, mm-hmm. you know, there's different styles and different like you obviously gravitated towards our brand because for some weird reason, you felt a connection to the shirt and you're like, yo, this is so loud and crazy. And I feel this like you're part of the tribe. Yeah. You, you know, so we have this even though we didn't know each other, you were feeling 
the whatever the shirt was speaking to you and that's actually to me that's the beautiful part about making clothing is that we you can connect with people where they yeah. just see a piece of art and they get the idea and they like it and then they wear it and it's just like you're part of your your tribe you i know? love it i yeah. love it i mean I, and i think that applies to all business not just fashion um it's you know fashion people have a connection with i think that's deeper than a lot of other brands would have you know in product that we buy but you know it, what, what's really interesting to me is is as we were talking today like you're developing product directly for the consumer yet it's going through a buyer but you're not developing for what the buyer is going to want you're developing for what the consumer is going to want yeah which is is neat because we get to work with a lot of brands where the end consumer is the the actual customer but it's the products being sold through a third party and the third party really is the one that's directing what that product's going to look like and they're never talking with the consumer you guys yeah. are really hands-on and and so Troy, i want to ask you uh about a customer service thing i remember the first couple orders i placed with saint symphony like you personally reached out an email a thank you i think there was even a phone call in there my mother-in-law had ordered something for me and you're like oh yeah ryan yeah yeah he orders stuff all the time it's this size so i thought that that personal interaction with you know to me this brand is larger in life i have no idea whether it's 27 people or 227 people that are making these clothes but to have that personal interaction so um you guys deal with a lot of high profile clients and you deal with a lot of clients that are nobody's like me that just wear the clothes so what how do you keep that level of customer service where you make each individual person that's buying a garment feel special well you know um for me and my brother it's uh we're so grateful for anybody that would support this dream that we've literally dedicated our adult lives to, you know, and we're so just appreciative that people at, at all levels, you know, um, w whether they buy a lot or a little or they're, you know, a celebrity or whatever, anybody that would support what we're doing, it really touches me and my brother, like, to the core. So... I love to answer emails. I love when customers call and, you know, and they, it's funny, most of the time somebody will call and they'll, they, they don't think I'll remember who they, you know, and I, I swear I, for the most part, I remember quite a lot of our customers. I'm rarely like, I don't, re I don't know who that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and ultimately it's because I'm so, I'm so just appreciative of them allowing my brother and I to literally live out our dreams um you know uh it's it's very important that I you know take care of them personally you know I um like I, I was I was telling you I the phone calls are routed I'm the first person that you know if I can't pick up or whatever it's routed to Scott but um I would I would rather take care of them in that manner yeah. than just leave it to somebody it's impersonal and then you know sure. like we'll we'll get them the message type of thing. I uh, I just I, I really am appreciative. I love it. I love it. And it, so one of the things I I've got to spend the day with you guys and it's the first time we've ever met in person. Now we've had phone calls. Scott, you've been kind of working with me over the last yeah. let's see. We're in we're in season 3 of Disrupt Gear. Yeah, I know. Gear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the whole like, off the Disrupt Gear. It's been it's been amazing to um, 
you guys watch our <laughs> watch my content. We follow each other on social media, and you're able to use that connection to build a, a you know when you send me designs, it's not just two or three designs. It's six, seven, eight, yep. you know, a dozen designs that every single one has a detail that is directly related to me disrupt what we do day in and day out. And so, you know, we deal with a lot of businesses that are trying to develop experiences. So how are, how have you been able to use a disconnected audience? So your customers, you're not in this certain mastermind group where you get to talk to all of them. How, how are you able to connect one-on-one -on -one with customers through just interaction online like you have with me? Well, well I mean, you know, we live, we were talking about it earlier, but, you know, we live in a day and age where, you know, you, you can follow people on social media and uh, depending on how much they want to put on, you, human beings, when you watch someone on, on screen talking, the mannerisms you pick up, human beings are very intuitive, you know, creatures. Bro, if I watch you, if I watch a person on social media for uh, an hour or for, you know, t 10 minutes, if I see 10 minutes of their content, you know how much information the brain is processing? I almost feel like I know their mannerisms, you know, he, and that's the reason that social media is, is taken off like it is, because honestly, even though we're not talking face to face, it's enough information with the video and audio mm -hmm. where you can get to know a person and connect with person and like, you know, for me following you on social media and you following us on social media, the amount of content we put out, we've got enough information about each other. Right. Like, bro, I can make the designs and literally click right there for your, I know your style. I know, uh, you know, I know your business. Mm -hmm. I know, um, how, you know, you know, the business, how you're reaching out to your customers. And, you know, this is why the internet and, you know, social channels like Facebook and Instagram, that's why they've taken off so well. And that's why they, they're such a vital tool to business because you can reach man millions. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And it's hard to even fathom, but it's such a cool thing that now this is emerging. We're just in the beginning of this, of this technology. It's just right. the beginning, man. And, uh, any business that does not, you know, look at this, um, avenue to to reach people man you know steve jobs said that the computer you know was the bicycle of the mind and that's exactly what the computer is and you know to me sometimes i'm a little anti-technology i can be like that where it's like bro let's get back to the human <laughs> let's go back to the human thing but but you know we could still keep it human you yeah. can keep it human and still use the platforms if you're staring into it all day every day then you you know you got to step back and and bring back a little of the the human element to it but mm -hmm. we can we can use it as a tool just like steve Jobs said you know it's like a bicycle you can if you're walking you can go much faster with use less energy on a bike you can go 20 miles and you're like man i'm actually not even that tired where if you ran 20 miles bro you'd be done so um just this uh you know the fact that we've been able to connect with the social media and here i am making designs that you're you don't even second guess them you're like nope. bro you hit it on the nail i'm like awesome <laughs> every time because it's really really been easy to create a business relationship where we help each other out and uh you know it's pretty much all because of social media yeah it's, it's powerful and you know, I think, I think one of the things being here today and kind of watching the process of 
a blank garment to what I get when it gets shipped to me is, is unbelievable. And, and the thing that really resonates is the personalization that goes into it. And so one of the things for a lot of the, the people that are going to be listening to this that are customers of ours and my audience we live in a, a society that we're told is very price driven and mm-hmm. that things always have to be discounted. The consumer only wants to pay yeah. the least amount of money they can. You guys have a luxury brand and you've been able to use personalization and quality to be able to drive a luxury brand and grow a luxury brand in an economy where, I mean, you launched in 2008 when the economy is it was, at its worst. It literally just hit rock bottom, and it we were selling terrible time to start a business. Nah, bro, we <laughs> we, 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 we were dropping a hundred and seventy dollar retail shirts um, when everybody was freaking out about the housing market and everything. We were young, we weren't too in tune with it, but we knew we're we might be in trouble. At the same time, <laughs> we didn't really care because. We didn't. We were starting from the bottom. Yeah. We had no expectations. Where could you go from the bottom? Nowhere bred up. You know, we just started this company. But to actually find that we got success, and and it was people. We were just hoping that people could see all the love and the the quality that we put mm-hmm. into the garment because there was millions of companies, you know, making really, really um, a lot of stuff on yeah. made in China, where it's like a retail piece would cost twenty bucks, and it's hey, this is a blinged out skull design that hey this this if you look at our shirt compared to this to the untrained eye could be perceived as hey why am i going to pay 180 for the same thing but Mm -hmm. if you look deeper you'll see hey i mean this is made in america for one and uh you know it's the blood sweat and tears the amount of hours you know it's we're talking some of these pieces that we make it takes four hours of 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 made by the human hand. Yeah, uh, it's an artistic. It's, it's an artistic thing, and it's just. I mean, do the math. Four hours, you know, the, paying someone by the hour. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not cheap. And um, when you do wear them, it isn't just about the amount of effort we put in. That that effort that we do put in, it makes a difference when mm-hmm. you're wearing it. I mean, when you wear a Saint Symphony garment. You will grav you gravitate people towards you. I feel there's yeah. a power of attraction that happens from all that energy that we put into the garment, and it becomes worth every cent because uh, you know if you wear something that's lo- low price, um, it just doesn't do that, you know. Um, and you're you're also, you know, you're you're just yeah you're just not going to get the same result. Well, I think it speaks to the testament that that consumers will pay for something yeah. that they see value and personally connects with them. I mean, that's, to me, that's the biggest thing that I can say about St. Symphony is it's, it's become a fabric of the brand. Like people yeah. know me from the clothes that I'm going to wear at yeah. a conference that they're going to see on a video. If I showed up in a suit and walked around a conference hall, you, 90% of the people aren't going to know who I am. You, you know, that, it's hard sometimes in life to want to stand out because it's it's easier to be like like imagine if you're uh, uh, there's a 500 sheep and they're all white sheep looking the same the same you know it's it's easy to try to blend in in yeah. life it's hard to stand out but you know the people that stand out are the ones that straight change the world the black sheeps the ones that decide hey you know you don't have you know you just have to you have to be an uh, individual and we're all different inside so why do we all 
feel the need to be the same or follow the lead of people that um, do the same thing. You have to try to stand out. Every smart businessman will tell you, how's your product? If your product does not separate you from the competition somehow in a unique way, you you'll. it's like if I copied In-N-Out's recipe and tried to start a burger joint, yes, even if it was a tasted the same, people would be like, bro, I could get this down at In-N-Out. Right. So you have to be different, you know. I love and that. I love that. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it's... It's just what you have to do, um, you know, to separate yourself. And and in fashion, fashion is one of the the most, um, you know, the, well, the most cutthroat. <laughs> if you're talking about price points, yeah, you know, there's so much incredibly um, cheap clothing items that it's very tempting for the consumer to sure. want to say, hey. Why would I spend $180 on the T-shirt when I could literally go get one for $10? Um, you know, uh, it's a very, very, that's a big deal. And 97% of clothing is not made in the United States because the wages are too high mm -hmm. and then the price points are, are too high for people. But, um, you know, it does not mean that uh, if when when you get too fixated on price, when businesses start thinking about competing over price, you take away that that con that that it's uh, the word I'm looking for. It's the uh, it's the value. Mm -hmm. What forget you know it's not always about price. People preach it. Come on. My dad. My dad's an insurance agent, and you know his he works for farmers. He's a really really successful agent. And my dad, the Farmers is not the cheapest insurance out there. But what my dad does for all of his customers, he brings them a pie. My dad, if if he if if people need something, he's on it. He's a nice guy. He takes care of everything. He'll spend extra time to go above and beyond for the customer. And all all of his customers know there's cheaper rates out there. But mm -hmm. my dad, because he his service and his the value of what he does is not just about a dollar. Right. Because you pay the cheapest price, guess what? You're not going to get that customer service. That's right. You, you, when you and when you really need insurance, when say you get into an accident or some, you know that's where working with a, you yeah. know that's where you're getting what that's you where pay the difference for. Comes in. Yeah, I mean they they didn't come up with that phrase. You get what you pay for for because when things cost more money, there's more love, there's more attention to detail. If there's a problem, you're going to get things fixed. Sometimes in life, because money is such a big issue to a lot of us, we fixate on that. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know, it's there's there's, there's more, value. and sometimes right. you have to look, you know, at the product, not the money. You yep. know, it's not uh, all uh, about uh, that. I love it. So like. When we edit this, we'll look for like these one-minute sound bites. I think there's like four of them in there like that are that are perfect. Scott's, you know, yeah, Scott's good. I do ramble. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But you you hit a lot of great points. Like we can get fixated as business owners on having the cheapest, lowest cost price, when that's not always what's on the consumer's mind. They want value. They want something that's different, and they'll Absolutely. pay for that experience. All right. So I'm gonna ask a tough question that we didn't discuss earlier today in anything that we've done, but the majority of people that are going to be listening to this are in family-owned businesses, multi-generational, sons, fathers, grandfathers, daughters, like multi-generations and one, brothers, sisters trying to run businesses together. How have you guys been able to navigate being best friends, brothers, and business partners 24-7? Like, you probably go home and eat dinner together too with your family. Yeah, right? no, it's it's crazy. We spend a crazy amount of time 
together. Um, it's pretty cool, man. We, you know, I always looked up to Scott as a as a as a youth, you know, and I would always try to fit into his crowd in high school, you know what I mean? And um, so it's really cool to be on an even platform working with my brother. Um, you know, it gets very, it's difficult. Working with family is difficult at times. Right. You know, we, we go at it. It's, it, it happens. We don't hold, we don't hold. Yeah. Don't hold no, 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 no. We go, we go, we go at it hard, but we always emerge, uh, you know, tighter. And it, it always helps, you know, the business when we have some, sort of problem and we work it out and then we just get tighter and tighter and we both have the same vision the same dream and i couldn't picture um sharing that with anybody other than my brother you know what i mean like like literally like that's the that's the coolest part about this is is we're when we when we get to this place we've been dreaming of you know what i mean because we're climbing every day but when we get there you know what i mean we'll we'll be you know together and that's going to be way cooler than if i was just doing it with some 50 50 business partner right. you know what i mean um so it's it's a it's a cool experience you know yeah i, I mean I, if i can if i can add on that you know um for all the people out there that maybe have a family-owned business there's a lot of people in, in america that have it and i think that everybody who has a family-owned business since you're with a significant you know you're with yeah. your sibling it's easy me and troy man we've been fighting our whole lives but we we're brothers you know that's what brothers do and and uh you know like troy said oh i was looking up to my brother uh, my whole life well you know it's funny because man even though he's my little brother he'd be doing stuff and i was like damn this fool he's he's, he's better looking than me he there's all these things that you're jealous of your little brother right, right. he never you know i don't sit here and say that all the time but you know He's uh, got a lot of good qualities that, you know, I mean, straight up, we've had fights before where we're like, man, you know, fuck this. Let's right. let's 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 forget this this business. Shut I can't work with you, bro. Yeah. But on the real, I couldn't do it without my brother. I couldn't. Yeah. There would be no Saint Symphony if it wasn't the two of us. And, um, you know, for people out there who have a family owned business, you know, you just have to play off of each other's strengths. And, and work together to find the happy mediums. You don't always agree. People don't always agree. We have different ideas, you know. So um, you, you have to have the same dream. Yep. The, big, the big picture in the end uh, has to be the same. And there's a lot of situations in most people's lives where, hey, they, do, they break it apart. They're with right. a family member and yep. it, they can't do it, you know. So it is Check not, out. it's not easy, but um, it all comes down to the vision. And, and times do, you know, there's good times, there's bad times. Like any business you know and um it's it's owning a business is a lot of work there's a lot of blood sweat and tears sure go is. into it so um sure is. it ain't easy but you just have to you know if you got the same dream you, you go after it because you, yeah. you know when i'm sitting in here designing i'm thinking about troy and his family you know and what a better gift to when we hit uh big when we when we you know are, are in in a moment of huge success, we get some celebrities rocking our stuff. You know, to be able to share it and be like, hey, not only do we we, we did do something epic on this planet, but you know, I'm I'm we're feeding each other's families. Mm -hmm. We're helping each other. It's part of this dream together. So it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty it's a pretty dope thing. So it um, is. you know that. It's just a little touch that I want to add on there, you know. It's perfect. And you, you said something there, too, that where you each have your – you play on your own strengths. I think that's important. I think one that's, of the things that's that – That's incredibly important because if you play on each other's uh, weaknesses, then you're just yeah, going to – it's going to be an endless uh, road downhill, you know. Well, it seemed like 
you both kind of have defined roles and you know what those roles are and, and you know, just in, engaging today. Scott, you know, we're heavy on the design. Choice heavy on some of the operational things and, and the customer service stuff. Like, it, it's, it looks like you guys play this, this, there's no middle ground. You know where, who's got what. And I think that's yeah. probably important and it's probably some punches thrown over different oh, things yeah. that, that Always. align to that. So, cool. All right, you mentioned family. So let's go, let's go there for a second. One of the questions I get asked a lot is as an entrepreneur, you're, you're 24, seven, 365, you're grinding. If there was 27 hours in a day, we were going to try to use every single second of them. How do you balance, you both have kids and a wife. How do, how do you balance work life? Is there such a thing? Um, well, for, for me personally, um, you know, my wife is, she knows, I told her from the get-go, this is, you know, like me and my brother are chasing a, a pretty crazy dream and it takes a lot of time. And it's like, it's one of these things where it's not like I get to go home when I want. It's when I get things done enough yeah. to the point where I can go home. But I, I say for my personal goal for family is I try to spend a couple hours, if I can get two hours a day with my with my daughter. <laughs> with my, well, you know, if I can spend two hours with my daughter and my wife, you know, before my daughter goes to bed, um, during the week, um, I, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, sometimes I go home, my daughter's asleep. It's kind of a bummer. Um, right. but, and then on the weekend, I try to have one day where it's just family day. Yeah. You said you even put the cell phone down. Yeah. I try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and that for me, like my wife, she, uh, you know, of course, more time with the family would be great, but she she loves what we're doing and she really supports it. Yeah. So she's all in for that. You know, at times it gets tough. She'll text me like, oh, my God, baby won't stop crying yeah. when you're coming home, you know. Um, but uh, I think I think it's very important to have uh, support on that side. 100 percent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I totally I give my hat my hat off to my wife. I couldn't I couldn't do what she does. Amen. You know, Amen. so um. For for me, that's kind of the optimal. A cup a couple of hours in the evening, and then one day during the weekend where I get uh, just a family day. That's that's like my optimal week. Beautiful, you know. Yeah, well, I I think when you're an entrepreneur, I think that you see a vision in your brain that is not in existence. You see the 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 what it could become of a, of an idea. So like the guy who started, you know, Henry Ford, if that was his name. Henry Ford, was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Ford. He, you know, the Wright brothers, all these innovative dudes, man, they saw a vision, and it was so crystal clear in their brain that they had to bring it to existence. You know, and um, entrepreneurs were fueled by, I think, creatively, we want to create something on this planet, but also it's a motivation of money. You think, hey, maybe I could turn this into a, a, my passion and my mm -hmm. love for something. I could turn this into a lucrative field. Steve Jobs saw that he's, I know he saw the vision of what a computer could do to the world. Yeah. And he, he probably gave himself cancer of stressing out. So, and he didn't spend a lot of time with his family on his deathbed. I mean, it, he, he was like, man, I wish I spent more time with my family on right, the real. So right. there is a balance, man. There, there's a book. It's the seven ha habits of highly effective people. One of the habits is sharpening the saw. You have to learn to rest in order to come back and be stronger. And a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners have a hard time making that balance. Yeah. I know myself at times I work myself damn near into uh, 
uh, point of uh, insanity, you know, and thank God for fitness. Uh, I exercise, you know, to get rid of a lot of my stress. And, and But I, I always try to give as much as I ta- uh, can to my family. But at the same time, there's this teetering of how do you, you know, how do you push it to the limit when there's only 24 hours in a day? You know, recently I've started waking up earlier because I'm, I'm more of a night owl where I like yeah, to yeah. stay up till 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then wake up at, say, 9 mm-hmm. But now to spend more time with my kids, I've said, all right, I got to wake up early and then I'll come home a little bit earlier because you only can squeeze so much time in the day. So, right. um, you know, it's, it's that is not an easy question to answer. And, you know, some of the most successful people on the planet, they, they pushed it. They burned the candle on both ends. Yeah. And, but you got a family. And honestly, that's what's most important. When we when yep, we yep. when we die, bro, we you know Steve Jobs didn't said it himself. He said, "Man, I wish I spent more time with my family." I, but he gave something to the world. That's right. You know, he changed gave a lives. gift. He yep. he changed the world. So um, he sacrificed for for humanity. I mean, this is pretty crazy. So, but but then again, you know that that's a hard that's a hard balance. And we got you got to try. You got to at least give a little. <laughs> that's right. You know, got to make an effort. You know, it's but you have to try to balance it because honestly, the breaks will give you inspiration. Sometimes when I'm with my son and my daughter and my my wife and I'm looking at maybe where, it, you know, I'm just looking at something uh, that my son's doing or something. That's when I get an idea that's, mm-hmm. that's something maybe groundbreaking. So you got to live life in order to inspire you have to if you stay spend your whole life punching numbers behind a spreadsheet bro that's no way to live man you got to find a way to uh you know do do the both the best you can that's right that's, well, we, that's a hard one we talked about it a little bit earlier i said you know I, I don't know there really is a defined answer to work-life balance or what that formula is yeah. but it's you know when you're with your family you got to give 100 percent. when you're at work you got to give 100 percent and and try to figure out you know i i think you hit it both on the head like the support system at home makes it that much it it, it gives you the opportunity for me i say my wife gives me freedom she gives me the freedom to be able to operate and do the things that i'm great at and i let her do the things that she's great at and so well i got one more question for both of you and, and this doesn't have to relate to fashion or business just what is it at the moment that you are most passionate about well i guess i'll start because i got the microphone and i like to talk um you know for me straight up i mean i i am very very um passionate about art you know um art um for me obviously is a t-shirt designer mm-hmm. but i'm inspired by art you know, for me, even going back to, uh, you know, when I see, art is just an expression of life, you know, through different lenses. You know, some persons, just like people when they, one person might see a piece of art and see something different than the next person. And it's a way to, if you see, like you saw our shirt for the first time in, mm-hmm. in Honolulu at Le Lotus Blue, you saw something that you liked, you know, and two years ago or whatever, I was working on that drawing. It could, we got a connection, and it's the same with musicians. You know, musicians can touch people. I even trip out that some music you don't even know the language. They'll speak yeah, it in French, that's right. but the music hits you, man. The notes. This is a different language beyond, you know, English, Spanish, whatever, whatever language you speak. It, it's it's art. It's just energy. It's being human. You know, because yeah, when you're talking to someone who's speaking French, I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> but the the so to me. 
art is an expression of there's so many different types of arts and so many different things you can do to to I, I mean we do business all around the world and people connect to a picture that I draw or put on a shirt or a pair of jeans or a jacket mm -hmm. and and you know so so for me I, I'm I'm just constantly trying to just uh, like be a better artist be better at at drawing painting you know I, I try to just kind of like you know for me that's my biggest passion and my inspiration with the clothing you know my goal is to make a three-dimensional mixed media piece of art that helps human beings connect when you're walking it. down the street and a stranger stops you and says bro you know i what yo that shirt is fire you know it what i'm saying happens and, every and, 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 that, time. and that's that's when me and troy when we when we first started we sat down in a starbucks we said yo we want to make a clothing company bro that'll make it's about the humans connecting and it's about hey when you're wearing this you know, we want to be able to use an icebreaker and you meet someone cool, you know. So, I mean, me personally, I'll never stop being inspired by art. And, and you know, I'm, I, I sometimes trip out how, how much it really is important to me in my life. It's just I, I have to create and I have to do that. And, uh, you know, St. Symphony luckily gives me I get to do this for a living. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing, so man. it's pr pretty, pretty cool. So pass it to Troy. Um. I'm I'm passionate about a a lot of things, um, especially that have to do with the Saint Symphony and where we're going. Um, but I'd say more now than ever, I'm I'm passionate about getting our product um, out to the right people and and making the right connections with um, the right people that can mm -hmm. help get the company. And me and my brother's dreams and aspirations into this. I had this dream of of the company. I mean, at at the highest level, and we've been doing this for you know twelve years. And in the last year, I have made more progress on getting my hands, um, like the, the the right connections and you know celebrities being a big part of that. But not just celebrities, but people connected in fashion on a, on a higher mm -hmm, scale. Mm -hmm where I can work with these people and collaborate with them that could potentially put us on a platform, you know, the, the platform Absolutely. I know we deserve to yeah, be different at. Different trajectory. Um, so it's kind of a weird, it's more of a social passion, um, but I have, I have slowly, it's taken a long time, but now I'm, I'm connecting the dots faster than ever. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, no, no, and, and social media has been the, the number one tool the the only tool i've really used yeah. and now it not not it's beyond social media now i've got personal relationships yep. with some of these people you know what i mean that are connected with the highest people in fashion um and uh it's it's kind of a weird thing to be passionate about but no, I, it, and i not. i get i get a rush man when we you know me and scott get to go up to la and hang out uh, with a mega star and then get connected with his people right. and they connect me to other people and people are like hitting him up what are you wearing you know what I mean so it's um it's bigger than just like uh, getting stuff on celebrities because right. that right. that's cool but I'm trying to take it to a level where it's going to help put us on this platform where we can work with the best of the best you know and I'm I'm getting closer every day so it's that. um it's it's exciting for me and I'm I'm very passionate I guess and there, there's a great that. business nugget out of that. I mean, so many businesses tried to make everybody their customer. You said it correctly. You said we're trying to reach the right 
customer absolutely product in the hands of the right you guys are laser focused you know who your customer is you know what they want you know what they like and i think that is is ultimately the key with any business is you know whether it is a car dealer or a funeral home or a fashion company you're going to have a silo of customers where you can't be everything to everybody and you got to find the customer that's going to resonate with your brand so you know it's beautiful i i really appreciate you guys have spent like seven hours with us it's now, been fun man it's been great. you know we, we've, like, we've 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 interacted on so many levels except a yeah. personal face-to-face level so for i mean we've known each other for years and yes. years so it's it's been an honor to have you at our facility well, i appreciate it i i love that you've taken the entire day to kind of walk through the process of making all of our custom disrupt gear and when I say that this has become the brand, it, it literally has had the most dramatic impact on m- my personal brand, which is directly related to, to the yeah, business well, brand. So I'm absolutely. so grateful for that trip to Honolulu and yeah, that store yeah. where I picked up three T-shirts. And, Lay Lotus uh, Blue. I still talk to Bernie on a regular basis. He's been a customer for, Bernie. yeah, Bernie Lay Lotus Blue. It's amazing. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for crushing yep. the entrepreneurial dream and, and driving forward, fueling America, building products in the United States and, yep. and putting good people to work. And it's been an honor to hang in the cathedral with you yeah, all yeah. day. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah.